Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. My philosophy on love is the latest title of the blog that I have been assigned to test here at Happy Living. The author, Mr. Happy Living Matt Gersper, takes his turn at trying to crack the enigma code of love. That would seem like a big task, but Matt, in his welcome style of simplifying the complex, breaks it down to the basics. Romantic love, love of self, love of others, like family, friends, even pets. The love of doing, like working, playing, and even the love of places. And it all makes sense to me intellectually, the categories, the parsing out, and I get what Matt is saying about how love is what makes life go round. Mine too. But I can't deny that while reading his blog, I'm struck by the question, can love really be defined, quantified, categorized? Sure, this is Matt's definition as it fits into his life. I appreciate that about him. He's always careful to make it clear that he's talking about his perception of the world. I appreciate his non-dogmatic style. This is what works for him, what fits his head and heart, and he's all too happy to share it with the world, where his readers and listeners can relate or not. That's up to them. He's even okay if his words lead to a different thought, a different take on the world. That's all good, too. Because when I think of love, I'm struck by more questions than answers even to the point that the word love seems too small a word to contain such a vast and fluid part of life, at least mine. Let me backtrack. Years ago, I got into reading one of the great thinkers of our time, Krishnamurti, and a series of books published based on his public talks, writings, and discussions with teachers and students. They all had names like On Relationship, On God, and even one called On Love that I was reminded of while reading Matt's blog. So I looked through my bookshelf for On Love, but only find my edition of On God, On Relationship, and On Fear. I must have given On Love to someone years ago, which is a habit of mine. No matter how much I love a book, one of my favorite things to do is to give that book, any book, to a friend, even a stranger who I think might find it interesting. I don't recall how I came upon Krishnamurti's words, but they always spoke to me because he always asked so many questions. In fact, it seemed like all he did was ask question after question with the driving force belief that the answers always lie in the questions. And before moving forward with thoughts and conclusions, the questions should be, well, questioned until we're certain we're asking the right question. Because when we talk about love, when we question it, examine it, what are we really asking? What are we really looking for? What is love? Have our definitions of it been programmed into us by society, by our childhoods, by our parents, by our friends, by the media, television, movies, books? Have we been hypnotized by someone else's definition? Which reminds me of another of my favorite authors, Raymond Carver, and the title of one of his great short stories, what we talk about when we talk about love. Anyway, 
unable to find my On Love edition, I Google Krishnamurti On Love, hoping to find an excerpt or two. Instead, I find a post titled appropriately, What is Love? Followed by a text of him speaking. Perfect. And there, in those some ten pages, his questions appear. It's like you can almost hear his curiosity turning in his head, his wonder and fascination for the human condition. Right from the start, he asks, what is love? Followed by, is love an idea? When you say you love God, what does that mean? Adoring someone, sleeping with someone, the emotional exchange, the companionship, is that what we mean by love? Can love be divided into the sacred and profane, the human and the divine? Or is there only love? Is love personal or impersonal? Moral or immoral? Is love sentiment? Is love emotion? Is love pleasure and desire? Is love responsibility and duty? As Krishnamurti says in so many words, love may be all of those things. And then again, maybe none of them. You see, for me to try and define what love is would be a mistake for me. That's not to say I don't relate to Matt's definitions. I do. They make sense. But I'm wary of making sense about something I know ultimately makes no sense to me. And maybe, according to Krishnamurti, it never should. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to Krishnamurti's circular conversation about love. Love that is often accompanied, as he would say, by anxiety and fear and jealousy and guilt. Even as he states, so long as there is fear, there is no love. So then how to love without attachment and fear of loss, when we all know that loss is inevitable? That seems to be the trick. And the question that follows me, If I define love, if I place it on something, on someone, then I have attached my love somewhere and I have opened myself to the possibility of the anxiety and fear of losing that thing, that person, completing the pleasure-pain circle. In the last episode of Blog Theater, Matt wrote about and I talked about pure love in particular as it relates to my daughter, which reminds me of something a friend once said. He's a life coach and the father of three. You can never truly love your children, he said one day, unless you know you could survive losing them. And when he said survive, he didn't mean literally, but rather, could you lose them and still love them and yourself? It's an unimaginable thought, really, that comes with nothing but fear for me. And so if Krishnamurti has a point and there is no love where there is fear, then to get to love, I must first address my fears. It may sound trite, but it reminds me of that saying in sports, they played like they had nothing to lose. I think we've all felt that feeling, how free it is to play when we have nothing to lose, when loss is not possible, even though it is inevitable. I wonder how free it is to love someone, something, with nothing to lose. Could it only be pulled off with a sleight of hand of the mind? You know, the fear is there, we just pretend it isn't. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure I have much to say about Matt's blog or anything to add. 
He's defined love for himself, and I'm sure for many people, and his definitions are great and powerful and insightful. But I want not to define love, to put it in a box, lest I become attached to my definitions, afraid of losing that box. Without a definition, maybe I can step outside the field of thought and consciousness and closer to Krishnamurti's idea that you will know what love is in which there is no thought and therefore no time, leading to a different dimension called love. Even more, he says, when you are not seeking, not wanting, not pursuing, then there is love. Because without love, our lives have no meaning. I think we can all agree on that. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blog theater.